Welcome to Sex Talk Radio, a podcast that explores kink and sex through candid and curious conversations. Join me and expert guests in navigating the depths of desire, unraveling taboos, and celebrating the diverse expressions of human sexuality. Today, I am here with Vanda, a.k.a. Vanda the Panda, a.k.a. Vanda the Blowjob Queen, who has been a Austin character for the past 15 years. She was known in Austin for several years as the girl dancing around in a panda suit going to shows and festivals. She's the founder of a workshop on how to give the best blowjobs ever called Blow Him Away 101. This is my favorite part. You may be on your knees, but you still have him by the balls. Love the tagline. (laughs) Um, Her goal is to empower anyone and everyone to suck their best dick and change the mindset around how a blowjob makes you feel. Um, Vanda, okay, we're gonna, we'll jump into the thousand blowjobs and your husband and your fiance and the thousand blowjobs there as well. We'll just get into that yeah. as we start talking. Yeah, um, let's so, let's see. Actually, before I get into the blowjob reviews, let's talk about, I want to talk just about how we met. Um, so Vanda is my neighbor. We live in the same apartment complex and you were a actual super pivotal, pivotal part of me deciding to do this podcast. Um, I, you know, bought the domain a year ago. I've been sleeping on it, sitting on it, thinking about it. Wasn't sure if I wanted to be like out in this world and in this way. And there was this 24 hour period where like three big things happened where it was just like, okay, universe, like it's a fucking sign. And you were one of them. I went out to our dog park and was just chatting with you for the first time in depth. And you started talking about how you have teach, have taught a blowjob workshop in the past. And I was like, this is one of the fucking goddamn signs. Like, okay, I get it. I'll do the podcast because I was also like thinking of who could I have on and who could share stuff so anyways thank you for being a really important part of of why this all started you're so welcome I was <laughs> it's this thing where you're like I love talking about blowjobs and sometimes I'm just I know it's like yeah in sex and like it's a lot of people aren't comfortable with that but feeling yeah. your energy yeah. of just you I get excited you get like it, it's it's it was so instant when I was like just hanging around you and you're like this is a dog park like this is I don't know if people are really talking about blowjobs here <laughs> but I just for some reason was like I'm gonna tell this woman I teach a blowjob workshop and yeah here we are yes yeah it's um I do get excited I mean that's why I'm doing the podcast like I just think it's fun to talk about always have and want to you know empower people to feel comfortable in that um, so I'd love to learn a bit more about you before we jump into blowjob stuff. Yes. Tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I've been in Austin for 15 years. I currently got laid off for my full time tech job. Uh, it's it was was kind of hard, but like at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's really enjoy things. And like when you yeah. asked me to do this, I was like, hell's yeah. I feel like stuff's opening up for you. Um, maybe we'll get you know a viral video with this outfit situation <laughs> talking about blowjobs. But um, I mean, I'm obsessed with you, and I yeah. want to I want to figure out how to catapult you into I, the world. And I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I've got my living with my fiance. We're Gonna get married in November. We live with our beautiful little Basenji dog, Zena. You, yes. Zena and Jackson are besties. <laughs> She's a doggy model, and yeah, I'm just really. kind of really at this point in my life where I just enjoying life. Like that idea, mm. Tyler, my fiance, is always like, "This is the one life we have to live. So why are we not doing the things that we fucking love to do?" Yeah. I fucking love talking about blowjobs. I love (laughs) talking about blowjobs. And I'm also a Legree instructor. I love the idea of helping people. That's, I think that's my biggest thing. I think it's, I think that's connected to all of your wives. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's really interesting that when people hear about like a blowjob workshop, they like giggle and laugh and like, ha ha ha, like, what are we like grapefruiting or doing all that stuff? And I'm like, is it like old school? And I'm like, no, it actually is like, it's a safe space to openly talk about yeah. all of us about oral never in people's lives are you just openly talking about blowjobs and here we are like in a space where a bunch of people can get together and like hey i've had this experience and yeah. l- literally three other people will be like yeah me too and it is still giggly like i even it's, find myself when you're talking about it now i'm like oh yeah because you know, it, but it's it's breaking down those things and doing something enough talking about something enough where it's comfortable I yeah mean, even for me like i was shaking i was so nervous the first podcast yeah because i was like oh my god i'm talking about sex and people are gonna see it like, yeah it, it takes that so especially if you're working or, or teaching a group of women because i know you've done some like bachelorette parties and stuff yeah. here you probably get a lot of that reaction or yeah. giggles but at, at, at the core 
we are all like really curious about that. Maybe it's on the down low. Maybe we're Googling it. Maybe we're just talking to her best friend about it. But like, and not just with oral, just sex in general. You know, we are, we are so curious about it and we're all consuming it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's yeah. just, it's like no one really teaches you these things or like what you're watching porn and you're like, and then you try to replicate that. And you try to replicate. Yeah. And then it's just, yep. I think there's just so much miscommunication, um, like assumptions of like what sex or what blowjobs should look yeah. like or be like or feel like. And I'm like, no, like y'all, we, let's all talk about it. Like it's, and I, it's great because I think for me, it's that per, my personality of just being like, I hopefully make people feel comfortable. It's not, yeah, you do. It's not the <laughs> idea that I'm like this insane like sex dominatrix or anything like that, which I very much applaud. I like think that's amazing work. But I'm just like I'm just a regular panda girl that loves sucking dick. <laughs> I don't think there's I, a whole lot <laughs> regular about you. But, you know. but yeah. So tell me about like your journey with sex and sensuality and I'd love to know more about yeah. where you grew up and all of that. Yeah. Take, take me back. Literally, I I probably started watching porn when I was 11, 11, 12. Like I like had I had two older brothers and they downloaded <laughs> stuff on a computer and I was like, yeah. <laughs> And so it was the curiosity. Curiosity was peaked very early on. Yeah. Um, but I grew up in a very I grew up a first generation American. Like it's I grew up with very strict Asian parents. Okay. And I, I also grew up in white suburbia where I was mm. one and so I never saw myself as beautiful or anything like that. Mm. It was it was this thing, but I cons- like I looked at sex and I was like, and I Same. it was it was not only porn but uh erotic literature. Mm. Oh literotica.com <laughs> that was my jam. Okay. Literotica. Also when you were a teenager? Also right. when I was a teenager yeah. and it was this thing where I would uh, look up all these stories and I'd print them out in the middle of the night and I'd have to put a pillow over the printer so my parents wouldn't hear it. Oh and I gosh. would print out like these like 50 pages of this like erotic story and then I'd staple it and hide them underneath my mattress. So determined. <laughs> I was so determined. and I'm then curious. So curious. And then I eventually got into uh, chat rooms. Love that was, was the first time I saw Dick. Yep, I was. Uh, I was very yep. into the chat room, uh, but this was. I was. I, like I'm 18. Yeah, I and I was so worried because you see those Dateline of like predators and things like. Yes. That. Yes. So I was like, I'm gonna be smart and I'm gonna uh, chat with guys in the UK in the and so nobody I did, can come find me. Yeah. So I would do a uh, Lycos UK chat and I would just like chat and I had so much confidence in these chat rooms did not have the confidence outside. Like it was, mm. it was this really weird thing. And, um, and then like ended up like having a really nice connection with like two guys in England and ended up losing my virginity to these two guys. And it was a crazy story. How old were you? I was 18. I was okay. 18. So I had just, That's legal. I, yeah, I had just graduated uh, high school and went on like kind of our senior trip. I mm. uh, decided to be like, oh yeah, we're going to, let's stop in London on the way back. <laughs> and arranged it uh, with a uh, the first guy, Anthony, he lived in like Nottingham, and so he had to take a train down to London. Got like a kind of a cheap hotel room, and uh, th- this guy, you know, was my first kiss, Whoa. my first blowjob, my first sex, Whoa. first anal. We did it all in one afternoon, <laughs> all one afternoon. Was he nice? He was the nice. Okay. It was the best experience ever like I I think Good. about that and it was like Holy he made shit. he made me feel so comfortable and it was like I wanted to do all of these things. and he was kind of teaching like, yeah in a way, he was he teaching was, yeah. and like we had video chatted so much mm-hmm. leading up to okay. that that super I comfortable. felt super comfortable with him and he kept asking for my consent and I'm like yes yes like this oh, was God, back that's in such a good first uh, experience uh, yeah this was back this everyone was, has that this was back in 2008 so yeah. it's just like for him to just be so, and I was, I think Before about my consent was, yeah, like, literally. and like literally he was amazing. It was so great. And then it was so funny. Cause then the second guy, I was leaving the next day oh and God. we were staying with my cousin's girlfriend at the time out very West London, like couldn't even call it London anymore. Mm. And I was like, I'm leaving in the morning. Sorry. Like, I wish we could have met up 
sorry we didn't meet up. He ended up taking a night bus three hours to this uh, spot in uh, kind of very west of London. And we ended up, he's like, I just want to see you. Because I was like, you can't, like, I'm living, I'm staying on a couch. There's no yeah. way we're going to have any hanky-panky. Yeah. And so we, uh, we, uh, we meet up. It's great. Like, we walk around. It's like maybe 5 a.m. I'm like, I'm going to get on a plane back to Houston, oh. like, in, like, five hours. So we're just walking around, and still no one's up. And then we just start making out. And then we go into the stairwell of uh, my cousin's girlfriend's apartment. And then we just end up having sex there. And that is literally, wow. literally eight hours after I had my very first time with Anthony is then I had the second yeah. time uh, with this fella. And yeah, we just got it on on the stairwell. And I like, I rode him. I let him put him in my butt. Oh it my was God. all of these crazy things. And then he left. And I remember getting on that plane back to Houston, sitting in my plane seat and being like, I used to be a virgin. And I'm now not. Did not you a, feel empowered? I felt so empowered. Yeah. I felt like, okay, confident. like, I felt confident and that I'm like, oh, like I had to, and I was like, I thought I was pretty good. And they were very communicating with me and like, they were like wonderful, all the things. But then it was when I got back to Texas, it was mm. all of a sudden, I am not that confident where I was. I felt. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier in, in yeah. your teenage years and childhood. Teenage years. And so came to UT uh, as an undergrad. And still, it's this weird thing where I'm like, I don't feel pretty. I hmm. like I'm, I'm not blonde, blue eye. I remember like going to a frat party and being like, I stick out so much here. Like no one's interested in me. Sure. And so freshman year, one of my RAs was like, Oh, like have you ever heard of Craigslist Casual Encounters? And I was like, What? <laughs> and I, uh, I was like, oh, okay. And so here I am in my all girls dorm on campus, and I'm looking up this casual. Is like the second run. The this second was the second run. <laughs> and so, and can I tell you, for I would say from 2008 to probably I would 2008 all the way to like 2011, I was using Craigslist or until whatever it got kicked off because people kept getting murdered. Um, oh but that's how I like discovered sex or how mm. I got experience, how I, I would always, my posts would be a uh, college BB, cute college BBW looking for a cute fun guy to help her learn about sex. And <laughs> I got a lot of responses. Yeah, I was going to say. Lots Deering. of responses. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just, uh, it, was, it was really interesting, like having those experiences and because it's still like I wasn't dating. I was like, I never, I don't think I ever was like went on a date until mm. like 2011 mm -hmm. is like when I went on my first date. Do you feel like you got super comfortable in that routine? Because that's something I realized with myself last year when I first started exploring this and like having a bunch of sex off of like field. It yeah. was kind of like... I don't want to say I got too comfortable, but I got very comfortable with casual sex that it felt it feels sometimes more complex to navigate just like taking it slow and going on dates. And like I got very 100 yeah. percent like I felt I I felt it was weird if I like after their first date, we didn't have sex. Sure. Like it was that weird. Like that's kind of what I was like kind of programmed. It's some reconditioning to sl really slow it down. <laughs> yeah, it really was. You're just kind of like, because then you get in your head being like, am I, am I not pretty enough? Like why didn't you want to have sex with me like tonight mm. or stuff like that? And you can put yourself down so much in that, in yeah. kind of that cycle. And you're like, yeah, so it definitely took some time to slow it down and be like, okay, like, is this really what I want? Like, I am having fun, and, like, it is, like, I am having fun, but at the same time, am I just kidding myself mm -hmm. and really wanting more? And we were talking about this just on the last podcast about, like, outsourcing validation and, like, the difference between pleasure for ourselves versus finding it from other people or from men, and I think that that can be a journey yeah. as well. Um yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. Like it was, it was a journey of like kind of what I liked about sex and being able, being comfortable enough to be like, okay, this is what I like about sex. Or, right. And it was, guys would always want to eat me out. Like <laughs> I, and I'm like, I, I don't like it. 
Yeah, and, and then getting the 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 practice of of sharing that. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. It's yeah. really because it, it's like oh, like your condition. Like I would hear my girlfriends being like, oh, so and so went down on me I for hours. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, like I like that doesn't seem nice to me, and mm-hmm. kind of realizing, okay, what what are the parts of sex that I really enjoy? Yes, and how can and using I using commu- your voice for those? Using mm-hmm. your voice, how can I communicate that? And I'm like, and I realize, like, kind of with all my casual encounters, experience meeting guys on dating <laughs> apps, like I just really enjoy sucking dick. Like it's and it and it's so funny because I would have girlfriends be like, oh, like don't you just feel like so subservient when you do that? I'm like, no, I feel empowered mm-hmm. when I am sucking a dick and I'm like, this guy's letting me put the most important part of his body in my mouth, <laughs> with all my teeth. Like, damn. I'm- I've been realizing that I like the power because I think I'm a little more switchy than I yeah. thought, and I'm realizing that I like kind of the power of it and, like, yeah. providing so much pleasure to where, like, they're almost not in control. Like, I think I kind of like the almost reverse power dynamic. I don't know what it is, but, yeah, yeah. like the title of your thing says, just because you're on your knees. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, <laughs> and, like, that's exactly it. Like, I'm so such a, like, sub-type when it comes to, like, actual sex like I love to be dominated I love to be thrown around I love to get spanked all this stuff but like there is just something to say when I'm like on my knees and I'm like looking up at a guy and being like you're about to go on for a hell of a ride okay speaking of that eye contact I want to talk to you about that I guess we're just jumping into blowjobs now um I want to talk to you about that because okay first of all how did you collect these reviews because I have in front of me dozens of reviews of blowjobs and let me just give a couple (laughs) examples because it's fucking hilarious best blowjob I've ever had enthusiastic with deep throating and lots of good eye contact and communication skill level very high understands what a man wants would get blown again Jerry from Austin, and they continue. Um, 10 out of 10 ran out of cum in two days. Timo from Switzerland. So have you ever done sex work? Like, if you're comfortable talking about that, we also don't have to go there if you're not comfortable, but I'm curious if any of that is No, I I, honestly, it's like, it's, I've never done sex work, but I have, like, I have been offered uh, money for, like, my videos, like, videos I've taken, Um, but no, never, and it's so funny, because I, guys have offered before, but this is the thing, like, I just love it. I love it. And so if it's like yeah. a guy that I'm like into, I'm like, yeah, I want to like rock your world type thing. And so, totally. but I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like also I, I did, I was once flown up to uh, London and uh, basically to be this guy's companion or whatever. He's like, oh, I just really need emotional support for these like next two weeks while I'm like doing um, this conference. And I was like, okay, like let, let's be real. Like you just want blowjobs, which is fine, <laughs> totally fine. Like you can be. I real think there's about an it. emotional support element to all of that I, as yeah. well, like companionship. Yeah, companionship. But, but then it like he, he had like he had kind of like a harem situation where <laughs> there was like two other women and oh. like and so. But it was uh, I was like, well, you're gonna buy me a trip to London yeah let's go uh, London the spot where all all horny things happen for I, you. <laughs> so it's, yeah, up until meeting my fiance I accents was like my thing and so if you see most of those reviews are international men <laughs> like that that was that was what got me going so how would you ask for a review and what would you tell them you're going to use it for um and so actually when I figured out I wanted to do this workshop I yeah. was like oh I still have all their numbers like whatsapp Mm. kind of thing and so uh, yeah using whatsapp super easy and would be the name plus an emoji to indicate which uh app i met them on b bumble fire (laughs) for tinder uh field what did i use for field i forgot what i used for field and then like hinge i would do a door and so I'm like, <laughs> that's how I like, oh, yeah, and, then, let me go and, then there's, and there was coffee meets bagel. I had a little bagel for that person. And so I actually created a type form and I sent yeah. them the link to the type form. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, I want you to, uh, it was, I was also getting their responses of what are their top three things that they mm. most love from a blowjob? Like, what are the top three I things? I would be curious to see that. And so that's part of the workshop is like, okay. there's, there's, there's graphs, there's all the things. Wow. And so uh, I was able, yeah, I surveyed, I said, I'm maybe like 150 guys, 150 guys, something like that. And then I got, and then for the reviews, I was just like, hey, like if you 
remember the blowjob or whatever want to give me a blowjob oh they remember and so like that was very i like some of those i i will still get texts to this day uh from men that i've given blowjobs and like hey you still in austin like and i'm like yeah but i'm 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 wifed up honey i'm wifed up right now blowjobs for one person um so yeah there's definitely like some consistent themes here of the favorites i'm assuming they like match up with your graphs and stuff yeah. a little bit eye contact hand coordination um i think and i don't know how many other people that are listening or watching struggle with eye contact like in general but for me it can just it's a stretch i've been working on it like the last year just yeah eye contact in general feels very vulnerable for me and because I got in the flow and the habit of having so much casual sex on field in the last year that for me, that feels really vulnerable and intimate, especially with a blowjob. Yeah. Um, So I'm curious if you have any advice for like getting over that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's really interesting because it's for me, it is just so like it's easy it's it's easy for me to just be like but I understand like women would bring that up all the time in the workshop and be like okay like I like how do you not feel like yeah it's it's very intimate and I've I've kind of guided them in the fact of like hey maybe like just give up little looks and then back down practice practice that's (laughs) the thing and that's it also like like you said like intimacy levels uh if this is a person if yeah if this is a person that you see you're like oh wow like this is a person that I'm feeling really connected with then yeah fuck yeah give that eye contact but it's it's that I it's you're teetering on is this awkward and I'm like (laughs) staring at this or is it like that and then Again, I, we talked about this, I think, earlier this week about communication. Like, yeah. Some guys, not into it. Like, not into the eye contact at all. Like, I feel like a lot are. A lot like are, a lot though. I was going like, to say. Look, oh. Like, come look at me. But it's like, I think, yeah, it depends on the comfort level. Depends sure. on the comfort level. Depends, obviously, the angle. Like, it's <laughs> like if you're having your head on the uh, uh, edge of the bed and you're looking up like that, that's a weird, like, <laughs> look up at me. Do you think it's enjoyable because porn is conditioned that way? I feel like it's a lot, a lot of, of like, that, that yeah. angle of the filming. I think it is. It's that idea. Bad, yeah, like, not necessarily that it's bad, but I think that is... 100% like that can like those POVs yeah. like that's you know guys are jacking off to those POVs totally. and so they're just like and so that the, that wide eyed kind of innocence I think that's is what really turns a lot of men on or sure. maybe they just think they should like that right yeah yeah but, there's always stuff to unpack there I feel like with porn with what do we actually really like and what's just there's like almost a normal flow of yeah. of you know male female porn but with the eye contact, if it's sometimes it's like weird, you're sucking on a dick, you're holding a dick, you're doing all the things at the same time. So sometimes I like to think about, okay, I take the take the dick out of my mouth, give a little look, and then a little smirk, and then just go back into it. A little break, a little practice. A little, a little practice and just like stroking, looking. But then when I'm full into sucking a dick, I'm just all about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like ready to go. And it's it's great. I I love I do too. I really enjoy it. I don't know the percentage of women that do, but I also like being with new partners who I know haven't had much of that in the past. And it's like extra fun to be the one that rocks the world. Um, And I get a lot of good feedback too, but I'm excited to expand my skills. (laughs) No, that's exactly it. And that was the big reason why I was like, this workshop needs to happen because these men would be like, that was the best blowjob I've you kept like, getting that. Uh, you kept getting that. And you're yeah. like, okay, like, what are other women not doing then? Like, because right. for me, it's like second nature now. And also responding to what you can tell they like based on their body language Ex- and movements and what makes them come. Like, it's, Exactly. Yeah. And so they would tell me these things. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, well, then do you tell the, that to the women that, and they're like, no, <laughs> no, of course not. Like, no, of course not. Like, I'm just happy that they're down, like, happy that they're going right. to like have sex with me. And so, like, they don't <laughs> tell them. And then, so then it's, like, these these people are then going around thinking they're, like, I'm amazing at blowjobs and things like this. And it's, like, oh, yeah. like, no one's ever, like, I'll tell anything. a guy blowjob-related and sex-related, like, tell me what you like wow. as we're doing it. That's amazing. That's all you have to do. That's amazing. Because, and, and something I've said before is, like, I have a list of all of my kinks and desires and my likes in my phone. So if I'm talking with somebody, sexting with somebody, I'll literally send it to them. 
Men are so good at following rules and instructions. I'm telling you, if you write down a list and send it to them ahead of time, the amount of times I've been like so surprised that they're doing all of the things in my list, like they just want to be good boys too. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna, yeah. And know. honestly, I think men love like that guideline. Yes. The guideline, yes. like having some sort of like, cause she likes, and they, and guys also really want to be in general, very careful about consent and not doing anything that makes a woman uncomfortable. So in general, they actually hold back with a lot of things. Yeah. If you're just giving them, I like all of these things and also tell me what you like as we're doing it. Yeah. It's, I know it's it's magic. It's it's magic. (laughs) Yeah. Like communication works both ways. And so I think that's so important into having good sex. Yeah. Um, What was the transition like for you going from being single to now having a fiance or were there other long-term partnerships in this? There was one other long-term partnership, but I wouldn't say like it was, it was interesting. I kind of always knew like it would eventually end. Uh, So it was, I, but when it, yeah, transitioning from being like this wild and single woman <laughs> to like all of a sudden like being wifed up, I absolutely love it. It's really crazy. It's this thing, and I it's my fiance would sometimes I think early on in a relationship had a little bit of insecurities of like, sure. does she miss it? Does she miss it? Because I would yeah. still openly talk about it and talk about like all the things I've done like leading up to yeah. like meeting Tyler and. It was, I'm so proud of him for him just being like, hey, like that doesn't necessarily make me feel good because it seems like you miss it. And I'm mm. like, that's further from the truth. Right. You like talking about it and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's just, and I'm so insanely happy. Like it's, it's crazy. Like you're, you guys you're are hotties. Yeah. Like we, like finding that person and I've like never ever had any desire like when like to be with anyone else but him and like for us to explore all these like sexual new adventures together because he's also like very open to that but like I absolutely like to have that type of partner and for also having a partner that doesn't judge you for your past Mm, like it's beautiful can I just like I the other day he was telling me about his friend who was like really upset because the woman he's dating has uh was like had said something about like how she's like slept with 50 guys or something like this and he's like and Tyler goes like did she do that when you were together and he's like no like before we met but like that's a lot and he was just like, well, There's like... so much to break down there with the patriarchy. It really, Why is there anything wrong with a lot? Why is it's going to be great in bed. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> it's great. And Tyler's mindset was, like, out of all of those guys that you've been with, you're, you've chosen me as the one. And so yeah. he's Aww. shifted his mindset. I and, love that perspective. Yeah, Fuck and yeah. he was like, yeah, like, I would rather be with a woman who's gone out and experienced life and then is like, this is, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you right. rather than, like kind of wondering like it can get, get sh- problematic when you settle down, down and then you start wondering what it's like to experience life exactly <laughs> and i've like i've been very fortunate enough to experience some crazy things in my life <laughs> like some crazy fucking like yeah. sex party sex clubs a bunch of stuff but it really like i love being with my fiance like it's so amazing so and, sweet. and i love sucking his dick it's oh. <laughs> And there's so many layers that you can explore with somebody when there's trust and safety. So I've had a lot of like kind of random hookups, one night stands, and you know, there's plenty of vetting that happens there, but there's still, you're still on edge. You're still aware. You're, you're not like for me, I'm not really like fully going into subspace or like getting restrained or anything. Like I'm being careful yeah, um, because I don't know the person super well. And so, you know, it's cool because you've had so many sexual experiences and explorations, but then you just get to keep going deeper with the same person. Yeah. And there's a lot that can be uncovered there. Oh, for sure. We're like, yeah. we've met a few couples on the field. We like went to that shrine part, like that thanks to you. And like, <laughs> it was great to like, just witness that and like be a part of, and like really getting to explore and setting yeah. our boundaries. Cause we are very much like, we, we haven't like, like, been intimate with another couple mm-hmm. but like we're totally up for it but we're like okay what are our boundaries like right we want like we same room like all this stuff like together you know, yeah together yeah. and just like that's part of that experience and right yeah and so and it, nothing even has to happen like going somewhere like shrine for me it was just really great people watching but it's like 
yeah, you get to have those conversations in a relationship of yeah, where um, you're yeah feeling what safe are our and what are our rules yeah yeah you're feeling safe and secure you're like this is my person whatever I say whatever he says like we're not gonna judge each other and then we're gonna respect each other's decision and then we're gonna move forward I love that yeah couple goals <laughs> yeah I'm a. Uh, yeah, I'm excited because whatever my next relationship is, it's like I've gone through. I mean, in my last relationship, I, I truly like thought I was asexual. I was like trying to find a therapist yeah. to talk about it with. But there was a disconnect in our relationship and jumping like headfirst into all of this. I'm just excited to explore it with a like a longer term partner. And calling that shit in. Yeah. <laughs> We're manifesting things this year. Yes, girl. <laughs> I love so it. So you mentioned BBW yeah. and your Craigslist ads. <laughs> and you've gone through like a pretty substantial weight loss journey and transformation. Yeah. And I would love for you to share that and how that's kind of how that's been, I don't know, for your your sexuality and your journey. And Yeah. Uh, can I tell that. you? Yeah. <laughs> like being a BB, so I at my heaviest weight... Probably eight years ago, I was over 300 pounds. Wow. I, it was this thing where I was like, okay, well, I, only guys who are interested in big girls, like that's, that's, that's my I'm going to find them so that I feel. Y yeah, I feel comfortable. Like, because yep. I can't tell you there's, there, there has a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of, and then like, but. Which is great. It's, it's great. It's amazing. And it's, it's, but it was so interesting when I had started to lose weight and, but I kept, because I still thought I looked like the pictures in my Tinder. Sure. So like I would body dysmorphia. Yeah. And so. I and then met up with a guy once and he literally was like, Oh, you're not as big as I thought you were. So I'm gonna leave. Whoa. Yeah. And you're like, oh Whoa. shit. Okay. Oh my. Like I and and like obviously I've gotten the opposite where like, oh, you're way bigger than I thought you were. Sorry. Like like And been rejected in real in real time. Uh yes. Oh, I I one That's time casual encounters once. Got like I thought I sent pictures that looked like me, and yeah. it literally he came over, he came oh. over, sat on my bed, and he was like, "Oh, like and get, like, fuck me, that was like a tough like That's thing." Brutal. Like it it is because you're just like wow because you're taught that guys all guys want is sex, and here you are offering sex to this man and he doesn't even want it. Like yeah, it, it was really I I went through a lot of shit and sure, um, but yeah, eight years ago it was. I was at my heaviest weight. I kind of, honestly, I'd kind of given up on like, like ever mm. being healthy ever. I mm. thought I was too far gone. Wow. I, I had already. At what age? Young. I was 20. 26, 25. Yeah. As yeah. So I was 25 years old. Here I am 25 years old thinking this is just the way my life is going to be for the rest of my life. Wow. I um, had a severe sleep apnea. Mm. I had to sleep with a CPAP machine because they were like, wow. you will, they, like the doctors were like, you will die in the middle of the night because usually people with sleep apnea will wake themselves up because they lack of oxygen. I wasn't waking up when I did these sleep studies and they were Whoa. very concerned about this. And then, but again, like that didn't motivate me to like lose weight or anything like that. It was when I got the news, my dad had stage four colon cancer. Mm. And it was this thing over the last maybe kind of uh, three to four years prior, like is when my weight gain really went up. And I was super, super embarrassed to go home. Like mm. I, I avoided seeing my family. I avoided seeing my parents for like, and in my head I was like, hopefully enough time has passed that they don't notice how big I've gotten. Like, mm. And so I would only see them like maybe once or twice a year. And they live like two hours driving. Yeah. And they'd always be like, can we come up and see you? And I'm like, no. Like, I don't want you to see me like this. Like, I don't. And for my dad, it was really tough because he trained me growing up. He, like, I played soccer, played tennis. I did golf. Like, I did all the sports my dad did. And I was so fit. I was so healthy. And then I ended up getting a knee injury and having surgery. And then from that moment of that, I just kind of gave up. Mm. and being active anymore trying to be healthy and I just kind of gave in to all like the pleasures that like that life has to give like Ugh. I can't food like you come to college and you're talking about like the oh freshman gosh. like 15 yes. I was like freshman 50 and like <laughs> it was this really and it's it was comforting it's very very comforting it's very comforting and um and yeah and so you're you're just I was there and I got getting the news of that from my dad and I was like fuck and here I am, like, in Asian cultures, it's, like, this big thing where uh, the kids take care of the parents. Like, the 
the parents shouldn't be worrying about the kids at a certain age and you're sure. like and then all of a sudden I'm like holy shit like I need my dad to see me healthy before he dies cuz they there's there's wow. cuz they were they were basically like he's stubborn old Asian man never went to the doctor <laughs> like the doctors were like man you must have been living in pain for a long time to be at stage 4 colon cancer and wow. they at the time gave him 6 months to live and so Never in my life had I ever been motivated before to lose weight, but it was that moment where wow. I was like, I need to make a change. I need to do this one last thing for my dad yeah. before he passes away. I need him to see that I'm going to get healthy for him, mm. that I'm going to be able to take care of my mom, yeah. that he doesn't have to worry about me because there's so many other things that he has to worry about. But to worry about me like that, I shouldn't put that on him. And so that wow. that's what motivated me to kind of changed my life around it really like it's, it's this weird bittersweet thing that you're like right damn like yeah. if my dad never would have started dying I would have never I would have I, who knows mm. where I would have been right now like yeah like I was wow. I was so prepared to be like I'm never the idea of ever shopping in regular stores for clothing I gave up on that I was buying all my clothes online I didn't right. even want to go into a store and try something on knowing that it's not going to fit me, knowing mm. that the biggest size that I have will still not fit me. And I was just like, and like oh, having to travel with a seatbelt extension, knowing that I was probably going to get hypertension, diabetes, all of these things. And it was scary to think that like, fuck, at 25 years old, I was so ready to give up on life. Right. I watched a lot of my 600 pound life and yeah. that's like, a, there's a very like consistent story of like at such a young age, I was ready to just give up or, you know, death sentence next five to 10 years. Um, and not saying that happens yeah. to everyone at that weight or any weight, just there's, there's a giving up and there's, there's yeah, there's a lack of hope. There's yeah. a lack of hope. You, I kid my, I would kid myself like with how big I was, but I, I would do this thing anytime I walk, go in a store, or restaurant, I'd survey it and I'd look at the one person that was bigger than me and tell myself, oh well, I, at least I'm not that big, so yeah. I'm still good. Mm, and you, it's like a constant, probably a constant um, voice. Yeah, it's constant voice comparing, like, narrating, comparing, narrating, trying to justify certain things and. Yeah. I don't know when you like, and it's it's hard because like people always ask me like, oh like how'd you do it? And I'm like, honestly, like my dad died was dying, and like that's that's that, that was the motivation that I well, had. It's like a really beautiful and sad like balance yeah. of that never would have happened that, yeah. if that hadn't happened, and you never would have. Who knows what would have happened to your health? That's and yeah. it's. That's really powerful. Yeah. If we talk, I talk with my mom. Like, I love, my mom is the best mom I've ever. seen her on Instagram. She's a vibe. She's a vibe. We got to get wait, her famous. Wow. Well, <laughs> wait, until, wait until I go to Thailand next month. She's going to be all over my Instagram. <laughs> but damn, she, she's, she's, a, she's an amazing woman. And we, we talk about my dad every time we talk. And she tells me that, like, because, like, part of me is always like, man, I wish he could see me. Like, I wish, mm. I could, wish you could see me now. I wish you could see me with Tyler. I wish you could see that I'm, like, a fitness instructor. Like, yeah. like never in a million years did I think that this is where my life would yeah. be. Like, Well, I, I bet he <laughs> saw enough in those months yeah. of your determination and trusted you enough to know that you'd get yeah. wherever you want to go. Yeah, he ended up, they gave him six months, they ended up living like a few more years, and I was like, <laughs> oh I was like, you really, but it was amazing, because He I, did see you transform he, your he life did, then. He did yeah. see me transform my life, and it was this thing where he loved to run, and mm. I remember going home uh, kind of one weekend, because um, he, had, he had, even when he was doing chemo, like, he'd go and run, like, five miles a day, like, this guy is oh a beast. Gosh, that's where you get all this. Yeah, and, uh, and I just remember we went to a park where we used to run when I was younger and we just ran together. I did a jog and I like, I literally like broke down. Like, and he's just the most non, like, I don't know if my dad ever said he loved me. Like, that's the type <laughs> of like relationship. Right. Like, this just very disciplined. Old you bond in other ways. We like, bonded. We went on a run. We went, yeah, we went on a run. Like, and I knew how much that meant meant to him and like sure and that was the thing like he would never tell me directly but he would tell my mom mm. my mom would then tell me and it was just like this beautiful yeah. thing that like I, I, I even though my dad never said he loved me like I knew he loved me 
to his core, that yeah. I was his everything. Yeah. And so to be able to give him that peace of mind that, hey, dad, like, you don't have to, you don't have to pass away without, like, knowing that worry. I'm gonna, yeah, don't, you, this, this, can, this can be one less worry, and yeah. you can go off peacefully. So. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> wow. How did your relationship with your body and sex change, and, like, as you dropped all that weight so quickly? Yeah. And had to kind of navigate yeah. the world? It was a lot of, like, what you were saying earlier, body dysmorphia. Like, I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, I look exactly the same. Like, what do you... Like, yeah. what are guys saying that I look thinner? Like, I don't see it. And it did you still feel comfortable with the sec like sexuality or was it was there a shift because you were no longer in that box of like, I can't say I'm, I'm a BBW yeah. and this is my type and I was I want. there was definitely a transition period of like, OK, what do I say that I am now? And um, I definitely and like, why do you have to say there's anything? Yeah. Why do I have to <laughs> say there's anything? And because it, it's like it, in my mind, I kept telling them, am I catfishing, guys? Like, is, mm. And you're kind of, like, trying to navigate where that is. And uh, But, yeah, like, sexuality-wise, like, I still was very much, like, a very active. She was very, getting it. I was still getting it. <laughs> I was still getting it. And it was so, it was, can I tell you, Thea, the guys who wouldn't give me the time of day when I was a bigger girl. All of a sudden, hey, like, you look really awesome now. Like, we should grab a drink. And I'm like. Mm. Let's let's. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. I 100 percent right. what you're doing. Like, even it's hard. That's probably hard to experience on it, some level. Like, there was only my physical appearance. Yeah. When you think of me. Yeah, and that was like, and I, I really pride myself. I'm like, I'm a fun lady. Like, I've got I'm a character. <laughs> like, I can talk about any topic and anything. And yeah. so, like, the fact that that was the factor in some men's thoughts about like, oh well, I. I can't date this woman, but I can have sex with her in secret. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay. being a secret, yeah, yeah, being secret. Like even, even now, like I get messages from guys all the time, being like, oh wow, you like, you're looking really. And I'm like, I'm wiped up. Like, yeah, ship a sail, ship a sail, and like, even, and also fuck you. <laughs> like even when I first started dating Tyler, I look at pictures of us, and I was, I was maybe like 50, 60 pounds heavier than I am now, and. He was like, I just, you were such a fun lady. Like, I didn't see you as your weight or anything, like, that you were big. Like, I just Beautiful. knew that I had so much fun with you that that's Ooh. why. And, like, yeah, and it's, he was also a little bit thicker, too, and it's just, it's <laughs> great because, like, people talk about, like, getting in relationships and all of a sudden you get that comfort zone and we were like, oh, okay, like, we're, and I'm like, You guys no. got together and. <laughs> we've, like, we've, we've gotten together and I'm like, oh, God, we're, like, the hottest we've ever been. Like, this is. <laughs> this is amazing and we just constantly push each other and like keep each other accountable I think that was a big thing but yeah yeah my like be I was definitely getting more into my um feminine side though when I started losing the weight like I started mm. getting into a lot more sexier dancing like I felt yeah. that confident like I've always loved hip top hip hop dancing and things like that where I'm wearing baggy clothes and all of a sudden I'm like oh like Okay, like I can maybe like twerk. I can maybe oh, can I do pole? Can Fuck I do yeah. chair dancing? And then ended up loving that, getting really into like chair and pole dancing and just floor fucking. That's uh oh my gosh, that's uh, <laughs> my other guest was gonna do that on the podcast. That's uh, floor fucking. Floor fucking, yeah, it's amazing. It's really good for the booty. Yeah, uh, there's an amazing studio here in Austin called Minx and Muse. It's mm -hmm. like half dance studio, half witch coven, but they're just they're, as as we do in Austin, the, the the people who run that studio are amazing, yeah. and they support you. And like like through my journey, there the owner Crimson, she was the one who encouraged me to do this blowjob workshop. Mm. Without Crimson, no blow him away one on one would have ever happened. It? That is where I did my very first one uh, the day after my thirtieth birthday. Oh yes, on uh, September thirteenth. It was a Friday the thirteenth. Oh. Love that. And it love was, the fall time. Yeah, I love a love a fall time blowjob class. And <laughs> it was amazing. And she's always just been so supportive and encouraging. And like yeah. the everyone that goes to the studio is also encouraging. And it's just the great being around that energy. The entrepreneur in me right now is mapping out a business model of like a high ticket package that you could sell all the fucking bachelorettes here of like all of those things. Yeah. But like people love an agenda. So like 
pull yeah. floor fucking blowjob I know. like twerking. I, like, I want to. So I good. also so want to get Tyler involved. So Tyler, oh Tyler is a, he's a nude model for Artful Bachelorette. If you ever heard of oh, Artful Bachelorette, okay, it's uh, where they have an art teacher and then basically a Draw. nude a nude model and then they bring the sketch pads, charcoal, and everybody just sketches this nude model for an hour as he does all these different poses. And oh my god, Tyler, Tyler loves it. Anyways, He's you done. know I want to build your business. Yeah. Make me famous. I got ideas because, <laughs> anyways, Austin's the bachelor at Capital. It World. really is. <laughs> I know. I love I love teaching. I teach pole and chair dancing to bachelorette parties at Mings and Muse, and it's it's such so a fun. vibe. And I'd love to incorporate blow jobs and And I love thinking about, like, I mean, all of the bachelorette parties that I see walking around here, they're wearing the same thing. They're, that like, innocent sadly maybe getting married too young they're 23 24 they've got their little cowgirl hat on Woo! but like i i like that they are curious and feel empowered with their best girlfriends to learn about pleasure and learn about blowjobs yeah um and like we were talking about earlier like i think everyone wants to and everyone wants to give their partner pleasure and yeah it is. It's really interesting. It, like, you were so spot on. About, like, those, <laughs> it's the, a specific yeah, the, group walking around Austin. Yeah, like the they got their shorts. Yeah, like I'm, I'll say, like a lot of like the pole dancing classes I do are like these younger girls, and I'm like, oh, like I, I always love to do an icebreaker. I'm like, give me your name, where you're from, and who would you sexy dance for? And like they're just like my boyfriend, my <laughs> husband, and I'm like. Okay. I'm like, you can pick anyone. I'm letting you pick anyone in the world. I won't tell. I won't tell, but like, you can sexy dance on any person, yeah. men or women, whatever, who it may be. And like, you're gonna, I'm like, it's sweet, but at the same time, but they, their ears always perk up when I tell them I'm a blowjob instructor. Yes, the ears perk up. I mean, all of this really started for me when I was trimming pot through college and I would just sit in the little room trimming weed and listen to Dan Savage. Have you heard of Dan Savage? No. All the time. He was like, he had a sex uh, column in a newspaper. I'm not going to give him a good intro right now, but he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He was like the first sex podcaster and he yeah. had people call in, he'd give advice. And I was just, it was like kind of that secretive thing. Like I yeah. would always be listening, but the ears would always perk up and um, I mean, honestly, it's taken until this year for me to get comfortable, like bringing up sex in a random conversation. But what I'm noticing, and you've probably noticed this too, doesn't matter who the fuck it is. If I even tiptoe into, I have a sex podcast, it's a immediate excitement, curiosity, and they want to tell me their sex lives. I've been getting DMs of people's sex lives, which I'm okay with, but yeah. like truly people want to talk about it. People want to talk about it. The amount of people I've told at Nexus that you have a sex podcast. Like, oh, you're telling people? I'm telling, well, I'm no. saying, I'm, I'm, I was like, I, I walked out of, I walked like, out of who our- do I want to fuck in our building? I walked out of our apartment <laughs> complex dressed like this and people are like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to go be on our neighbor's uh, sex podcast right now. And like, they, in, like you do, you see that instantly. Yes, it's instant. Uh, I want to talk about sex with you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's like, there's probably so much that's built up in people. Yes. And even you just with give the, them the permission when you mention it, you know. Even with your closest friends, you don't feel comfortable. Sometimes, like you don't feel that comfort yeah. level. And I'm like, ah, like, yeah, you want to talk about sex with me? Let, let's go. <laughs> All right. To wrap up, let's get some blowjob tips. Okay. The the world wants to know. World wants um, to yeah, know. Yeah. So walk walk us through the workshop in like a mini a mini version, I suppose. Yeah, mini version. So basically, <laughs> do like a fun intro, and then uh, I then go into like kind of like what my credentials are because it's like. It's not like I wanted to go get a degree. Oh, <laughs> I, like your blowjob credentials. Yeah, like my blowjob credentials. Let me read like, your reviews. Because I think that was the biggest thing. Was like I. Did I don't it. think anybody needs fucking qualifications. I don't know. If a girl says you're good at sucking dick and you're going to teach a workshop on it, I would believe that. Well, that's I'm like, but, I'm, but that was a voice in my head being like, mm, I can't let people pay money and don't think I'm good at this. And so that that's where the reviews come in, oh and then God. we uh, usually break up. I have everyone break them into groups, and they I ask these women to work together or met men and women work together and uh, come up with a list of the five things they think mm. guys want most out of I, Okay, wait, let's do, okay, let's do it. Okay, yeah. Me. Yeah. Okay, that's the question. Yeah. Five things they want the most. Yeah. Um, a tight-ish grip. Yeah. Eye contact. Yeah. Mostly <laughs> nurturing the tip is the only word I could think of. Three. Um, balls touching. Um... And uh, I don't know. 
All right. All right. So uh, <laughs> we've got uh, it's eye contact. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It is hand. Wait, you're telling me the actual? Yeah, I'm okay, telling you okay, the okay. actual ones. I, okay. But those are very good. Like those were okay. they and you, hand. Yes. And was, mouth coordination. Okay. Oh. But maybe I stole that a little bit <laughs> from you. Um. Yeah. And so uh, we we've got the eye contact, which is uh, definitely the number one. No, 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 number one. Okay. Number one is it's actually it was a tie. It was hand incorporation and uh, lubrication. The mm. mouth. The, the oh, amount of times I've okay. heard somebody say they got a dry ass blow job or yeah. like felt like that Indian burn or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you do it like to your wrist. These are the things like this is why yeah. I want the podcast is because there needs to be communication about these things. Yeah, if your exactly. dick hurts, she wants all she wants to do is please you. Yeah. Like that let's exactly. talk about let's it. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Um <laughs> we've got eye contact. Um deep throating was up there as well. And then, oh my gosh. I'm trying to like it's been a while since I've taught this I've taught the workshop because I always just think and I have a, a slew of funny gifts that go with like each oh one gosh. but it's yeah hand incorporation lubrication eye contact deep throating oh oh and then uh what was up there was uh, dirty talk oh wallet's going down yeah yeah well, it's take going a little down. break talk take a little about bit stuff. talk about some stuff say a little bit of dirty things I love yeah. I love how hard your cock is getting in my mouth right now or like or like doing that command of like oh I'm like I can't wait to taste your cum like oh I'll do it oh yeah that's the thing like people that's talk true. about like little like little things little words little triggers yeah. that literally just immediately you feel a guy just get hard <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing but I um, teach a dirty talk workshop as well that took me a lot of time to not feel like self-conscious about. uh when I was 18 very briefly for a summer I was a uh, phone sex operator Oh my God. Like We're back in the day when you had to get, time. back in the day when we had like landlines and stuff. Yes, yes. And, yeah, and I, yes. I'm so curious. It was, that. it was very, it was, I was, damn, I've, again, like I said, I've done a lot of my life. And so. It's actually the next photo shoot I want to do for the podcast. It's like an old school 80s, like phone sex. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay. So specific tips though for blowjobs. Like, Tell me more about the hand-mouth coordination situation. Hand and maybe you could, you could, you yeah. know, we've got a large yeah. microphone here. Um, <laughs> it reminds sure. me of Tyler's penis. He's got oh a nice penis. Um, <laughs> I won't touch it. But it is a lot of times women complain about their jaw or hurting or mm -hmm. that, like, which is totally fair. Totally fair jaw sometimes. Maybe that sounds like someone that doesn't like giving blowjobs. Exactly. But that idea of using that hand as an extension of your mouth. Yeah, is I focus more on the top yeah. and then hands for the bottom part. So yeah, that, that's a great that's a great way. Um, I initially the way to always if you're feeling like oh this is like I'm dry mouth, make sure you. I always talk about uh like sucking on a candy or something or like get a drink of water. But what's instantly gonna create spit is you gagging on it. So I love. <laughs> I love telling people like to really kind of start off a blowjob is to really kind of get a get a kind of gag and then create create that lubrication because then all of a sudden you've got the entire dick lubed up <laughs> and then I the hand for me is like using the hand and then the mouth and yeah focusing a lot of the top where it's most sensitive, sensitive. yeah with the mouth, with the tongue. And do you kind of suck like in for suction? Like I feel like suction's important. Yeah. I like I don't know why they call it a blowjob. It should it's be a, a such it's yeah, a suck yeah, job. Yeah, yes, yes. It's a suck yes, job. Yes. I think about this every time. <laughs> and so um yeah. And so I love the wrist motion because it's like that oh. you're basically That's how a guy would jack off. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, yeah you're recreating that. You're recreating uh, maybe a pussy going Very up and one. down. Yeah. And then okay. I think we talked about earlier this week the the Tightness, like, damn, some yeah. guys like yes. very tight. And yeah. I think a lot of times uh, people, when they get a dick in front of them, they're like, oh, like, is this, um, am I going to hurt it? Like, I'm a little scared. Like, this is. And like, that's where communication is this pressure. Communication. Okay. Per More pressure. Or, yeah, exactly. Or yeah. I love it. Having the guy put his hand around my hand squeezing and being like, that's, that's oh, the that's pressure hot. I like. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then we go to town. 
I always tell people there's you've got two hands. Uh-huh. So let's use this other hand for something else. It's the bonus hand. The bonus <laughs> hand. Whether again, communication's key. Sometimes yeah. guys like a little little anal play, a little 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 touch not of the tank. Yeah, not with these things. <laughs> but um yeah, or like you were saying earlier, like cupping the balls, but every guy is different. Yeah. Every like what do you like? What, what do you, I mean, you like? Lately, because I really like giving blowjobs too. Lately, I've just been asking, like, as it's starting to go down in a sexy way, well, yeah. what are the things you like? Yeah. Again, all very willing to give instructions. And in general, people have very specific things that they like. Exactly. Like, like very specific, like kink. Very, like, I got a guy that wanted me to bite his penis, like, oh. use teeth. And I'm like, oh, this is what you want? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, or like pulling really hard down on his balls. But I would say universally, it's wanting to get that lubrication, wanting to get that hand involved and making that constant motion of just, because, and then also communicating with a guy like, do you want to get edged? Like, fucking, there's something Mm. so hot about Mm -hmm. edging a guy. I just learned about, I just learned about milking. Yeah, like it's so hot. And so, yeah, just figuring out what that person wants. But I would say mm-hmm. for the most part, like obviously with the reviews and with me taking all those like survey responses, we're... See we're, if there's anything we missed here. <laughs> there's some like going, very sorry, hilarious ones. But yeah, it's that idea. The hand and mouth combo is key. Sloppiness. You can't really go So many best blowjobs I've ever had. So it's many. Really fascinating. So. I have no words. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just like the praise of, because I see this too, of like guys being like, I can usually never come from a blowjob. But I think that most guys could if there was communication. Cation. If they were like, I like this thing. Or like I think in general, a lot of people are not gripping hard enough. And so it's like exact- there could just be a conversation. Maybe you, maybe you could. Yeah, yeah. You, you could. Ben from London. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I've changed all the guys' names in oh. there. So all the guys' names are changed. But uh, yeah, they, where they're from is, hasn't changed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, to wrap up, what would you share with what would you share with one of these sweet, innocent bachelorette Austin visitors that is mm, sexual, kinky on the inside, but they're not sure how to explore that with their partner? Maybe it's been mostly vanilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. What advice would you give them? Oh, man. Um, what advice? I would say, like, kind of look into, like, the community, kind of, like, kind of, like, delving into maybe forums or things like this. Like, I think that's where you find, like, people can really start expressing themselves. And, yeah. like, like my safe, my community was Minx and Muse. And mm. all of a sudden, here I am able to talk about this sex, uh, blowjobs and things like that. And you can just tell yeah. other people in the class were, like, who are vanilla? And like that was, I, it's 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 a wide range. Of, like I show up in a thong body, lace bodysuit today. <laughs> of course you do. And then yeah. you see, you have women come in there that are in like leggings, like oh yeah, I was and super like nervous bras, yeah, like that. which is totally fine. But it's so great to then be able to get yourself or find a community that you're like, okay, I have an interest in this. Mm-hmm. How can I explore this more? What are ways that I can then maybe communicate that with my partner? Yeah, because I think it's it's one thing like okay like bringing it up with your partner and you being like I don't know what this feeling is kind of thing but yeah. having that more understanding of like okay like what does this mean about me like what what do I like or what do I want yeah. to explore and like getting that knowledge from other people in the community is totally so and just important. going and looking into things that are sensual in their nature exactly. so going to a pole class or a twerk class exactly or, and not saying everybody there is going to want to talk about all that stuff no. but you know finding ways to tap into your sensuality. Yeah. And I think that there's... No, no, no. It's just like, exactly. It's just like that little barrier to entry of just like that little bit. And also breaking through what I think is a fear of rejection with partners with bringing up a kink. I mean, when I would listen to Dan Savage's podcast, it was always calling in. Everyone would call in and be like, I don't know how to bring up to my partner ABC. It was all the calls. And he was like, talk about it. You know, like you're gonna have to have just tell them you like the thing and um yeah if they're the right partner they're not going anywhere exactly exactly that's exactly what like I have right now with Tyler and it's just amazing to have that open communication with that no judgmental zone like this is no judgmental zone you can tell me what you like and I can tell you what I like we can respect (laughs) it you'd be like I like that or like I don't like that but definitely yeah 
Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you it's very been much. Delightful. Thank you for dressing up for us. You're welcome. Um, so here I have at Vanda the Panda on Instagram. Yes. I made this up myself because I'm your pimp now, but DM her if you want a private one-on-one. Yeah. DJ session. Yeah. Let's Workshop. do it. Workshop. Workshop. Yeah. I've I've like <laughs> I've uh, played with the idea of like working with couples. And yeah. Like totally. Bringing Tyler along and like doing a side by side like I. My dream yeah. is to go to London and do one where it's like uh, couples bring in their part, like bringing your partner and we do a live session. Whoa, naughty. Uh, yeah. Um, so yes, Vanda the Panda on Instagram. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Thea, for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sex Talk Radio. Be sure to give us a follow on TikTok and Instagram at Sex Talk Radio Podcast, spelled S-E-G-G-S Talk Radio Pod. I appreciate you and I hope you found this conversation to be empowering and expansive.